0: Hello and welcome back to Player Profile and Projections, where we talk about a player, we profile them, and then we project what they're going to do in the next season, hence the name. I'm with Jerry Blevins. Jerry, who are we talking about today?
1: Jose Quintana.
0: Throws to the same side as you.
1: The most underrated signing, and maybe in my opinion for the New York Mets, maybe in all of baseball, underrated signing. Wow. Nobody's talking about Jose Quintana. He had an unbelievable year last year. He also had an even better second half on a contending team. He had an amazing start to his career. He's a lefty, he's a Colombiano, uh, and he's a part of the New York Mets.
0: Also, just a fun baseball reference to look at. Four 200-inning seasons in a row, which I didn't have in my book, kind of like one of the better White Sox pitchers of like this entire century. And since then, he's been bouncing around. I I love that he's like Chicago history because he was a White Sox to Cubs trade, which just like never happens. (laughs) And then last year was hanging out in the Central with the Pirates, had 20 great starts, went to St. Louis and was so good that they gave him the game one ball in their playoff series. And he was really good in that game, too. They didn't win the series, but he did his part. And he comes over on a two year, $26 million deal, which I absolutely love.
1: I do as well. He's still young. He's going to be 34 this season. Uh, He showed up in the big leagues at a young age at 23 and lit the world on fire. He had 22 starts through 136 innings, and then it was 200, 200, 200, 200, 180. Like, he just had an absolutely amazing run for the White Sox. Consistent. Doesn't do anything that jumps off the page if you look at, if you're into the Savant page. He throws 91. He has a curveball at 78 and a changeup at 86. He just knows how to pitch. He can hold runners really well. He just dices people up. He throws strikes. He's smart. He does things methodical. He's a little bit different. He's not going to wow you. He's, he's probably not going to throw a no-hitter, but he's going to give you quality starts. He's going to compete every day. And at a team that's so front-loaded with older guys, both in the rotation and in the back end of the bullpen, it's nice to have a guy, even at 34, feel like a security blanket that's going to go out and give you six innings every time.
0: I mean, he is the second youngest guy in the rotation. It's Senga, and then it's him. So we kind of have to act like he's young because technically he is in the scope of everything else. But he's another one of these Mets pitchers that is a zone attacker, which I love. Also, Sneaky had the lowest home run per nine rate in all of baseball last year, playing in, you know, two... You know middle of the pack stadium, so now he comes to city field. it's gonna be very hard to hit a long ball off Jose Quintana this year if he keeps it up. I also love that he's a three pitch starter. I just feel like that way we don't, we don't see that as much anymore. you know, a sinker he does pops up a manipulate
1: he does manipulate the ball yeah, so know. he'll he'll cut it a little bit, he'll sink it a little bit, he changes speeds a little bit as well um he's just a pitcher man, an old school know how to get people out, doesn't do anything particularly amazing where you're like, that guy's going to be a star, but he knows baseball. And, and like I said, in a, in a rotation that might have some uh, injuries or that probably is going to have some IL trips like every year, like yeah. the, everybody does it. It would be nice for him, and this is what they signed him up to be, to be that steady presence.
0: And in every full season, if you take out the rookie year and the COVID year, he's given his team at least 160 innings, which is like no small amount. That's a huge boost to any team that's just looking to eat some innings during the long stretch of 162. Last year, he threw 165 and two-thirds innings at 2.93 ERA, which I love. 1.2 1.2 whip, 7.4 K per 9, the lowest home run per 9 in baseball, a 2.99 FIP and 4 F4. He had one of his best Major League seasons in kind of the second half of his career, which is always encouraging, and he joins the old man Mets.
1: That's the fact. Like, he, And he had an even better second half. Do you have that post-trade? Oh, I'll pull
0: up the second half right now if we really want to talk about it. Read the splits there. So, with Pittsburgh, 20 starts, a 3-5 ERA, perfect candidate for a trade on a one-year deal. He goes to the rival Cardinals, and he absolutely lights it up for them. 12 starts, 62 innings, a two-zero-one ERA, a 1-1-1 whip, and especially down the stretch in September when they kind of needed him the most, he had an eight-inning shutout start against the Reds, six-and-two-thirds shutout against the Dodgers, a couple of five-inning one-earned runs against some good teams there as well. Jose Quintana was getting it done, and... If they had gone deeper in the playoffs, I think he would have been more in the spotlight, probably put on more notice by the entire baseball world. But because they were kind of that quick wild card exit, I think that, you know, not everyone is aware of just how good Jose Quintana was last season.
1: Yeah, kind of a sleeper there. And that's one of these things that I I, I really appreciate this regime has done is they've filled their roster with guys that can play baseball. And so Quintana, I think he's signed to be, in my opinion, the, the number three starter. So it's Verlander Scherzer. Then I think he's that steady presence number three. You have Carrasco behind him, who, again, we'll we'll cover Carrasco if we already have. Uh, yeah, and I think he's a very good pitcher, even at his age, with some of the, the unsteadiness of his injuries. And then you have Senga, who's an absolute wild card, that could be the number three, could be the number five, could even be relegated to the bullpen. But Quintana, again feels like that steady presence.
0: Yeah, he feels like kind of the safest bet to be the number three. Warm and fuzzy feeling. Exactly. Like th- that signing happened and I felt a lot better about the outlook of the season because I think at that point we had Senga and we kind of knew what the one through four looked like and we were kind of looking for the void that was going to be that fifth spot, and Jose Quintana is kind of a perfect fit because when I thought of Chris Bassett in the three spot, I thought of craftiness, I thought of a you know classic pitcher, and I thought of a guy that can eat innings. And Jose Quintana profiles as all those things. They're very different pitchers in the way that they get outs, but in terms of the services that they bring to the Mets, Jose Quintana is an established established pitcher like Chris Bassett was. He has a whole catalog of full seasons. You know, he has one, two, three, four, five six, seven, eight seasons of his career with at least 31 starts, which is a massive amount of starts. And that's really beneficial to any ball club, especially when you're only paying him $13 million for the year when a bunch of these other Mets are making boatloads of money.
1: How's he going to live? Only 13. Uh, But uh, the shocking to me is that the comparison you made with Chris Bassett is closer than I thought. Bassett is clearly the better pitcher. For sure. You know, a uh, 3.75 for Quintana to a 3.45. That's on average. That's including some down years in the yeah. beginning. But um, Quintana feels like that. Uh, a, a less higher-end version of this where, you know, like sometimes Bassett could have been your number two.
0: I think the thing, like Bassett higher ceiling maybe, Yeah, but I think Quintana Lower has floor. a higher,
1: higher floor than Bassett. I, don't I know. disagree with that. I think Quintana, yeah, I think I feel like
0: I know what I'm going to get. If that makes sense. I
1: feel like he's a steady presence, but we've seen in the past that he's sometimes not been that great, but I think he's turned a corner and, and, and I think he's a st- like that steady presence. I still think We'll get probably very average numbers, and if we get anywhere close to what he did for St. Louis, oh my God, what a steal!
0: Ace caliber pitching, and you mentioned the kind of a, you know some bumps in the road in the past. In 2021, arguably the worst season of his career, especially recently, he had a 6.43 ERA in 29 games, only 10 starts. Was kind of in the bullpen and in the rotation for the Angels and Giants. He did have an injury on his throwing shoulder, which I was unaware of until Dalton. Put it in our notes and dealt with some injuries in 2020, but last year he looked to be fully healthy for the first time in a while, and his performance really showed it at 2.93. So that's a pretty huge markup from the season prior, and I think he earned his deal. I'm happy for him, but also he is another one of these guys that is going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic as well.
1: Yeah, he'll be on Team Columbia. I want to give a little like his like what he did as career when he came in in, in two, 2012. Like he was a full time starter that we talked about his innings, but it was like the low threes, like a sub three five every single year. Just an absolutely very good high end number two kind of pitcher. Yeah. Um, Not a true ace, but that. And then when he got traded or signed the big deal with the Cubs, too, he was kind of like a low to mid fours guy, which is, again, very solid average stuff, but not what he was. And then the last couple of years, he's kind of put it together where he seems like he's back to that uh, high-productive peak of his career at a later age.
0: Can I ask you some fun trivia? Please do. Okay, so I mentioned before that there was that trade between the South Side and the North Side, White Sox and Cubs. Do you remember who went to the White Sox in that trade? There are two... Players in that trade that are currently on the White Sox roster, kind of big pieces of that roster from
1: the from the Cubs. What from year the was Cubs. it?
0: This was way back in 2017, almost six years ago. A
1: 2017.
0: Both these guys were prospects at the time, obviously.
1: To the Cubs. Mm. Uh, nothing's popping up, and I don't want to give blank space too much on our podcast. But
0: one guy who finished either third or second in the Cy Young last year, Dylan Cease, and then Eloy Jimenez. So both those guys went in the deal for Jose Quintana kind of a haul. That's a hell
1: of a, <laughs> kind of a
0: fucking haul for a the White Sox. There. That's
1: a hell of a trade. But
0: that just kind of speaks to the kind of pitcher that Jose Quintana was capable of being even, you know, that short time ago. And I still think there's something there in the tank. Uh, he's never been like an overpowering kind of guy, never the high strikeout numbers, but I think that that's good. It bodes well for long-term success and clearly it showed last year. And if Quintana can put together even 150 innings for this club, throw 30 starts, and, you know, we're going to have Tyler McGill, David Peterson, Joey Lucchese, all those guys in the back waiting and itching for their opportunity. Jose Quintana, I think, is a guy that you can really rely on for next year.
1: Yeah, I think so. He's he's looking at a savant. He gets a lot of people to chase out of the zone, which is a key for a guy that doesn't throw anything that's a true swing and miss pitch.
0: Absolutely. He's a guy I'm, I'm very curious to see because I feel like I've never really had the chance to watch him pitch that much. He's mostly played for central teams. Don't catch a lot of central baseball. I'm just going to be upfront about that. But I did watch the wild card game between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Philadelphia Phillies. He pitched in five and a third innings, two hits, no earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts against a very good Phillies lineup that was very good for most of that playoff run.
1: Yeah, pretty spectacular performance in that. But I have watched him pitch quite a bit. I love watching lefties. It's just a thing. And, uh, you know, having played winter ball in Colombia myself, I feel a tie to Colombian people. I don't know if they feel it back. Sure. But I definitely uh, root for Colombian ballplayers on a different level. Uh, the Donovan Solano, Jonathan Solano, those guys. But, um, I like the way he pitches. He's got smooth mechanics. He's good at holding the runners, and he pitches, and he works pretty quick. So I think it's going to be a fun watch for the whole season.
0: It's probably going to bode well for the pitch clock, too. I didn't even think of that. That's he's a, a fact, worker.
1: and that'll help him because he's already used to it. He can take advantage of it. So his 2023 steamer projections. Oh, yeah, we didn't I get to that. We'll give me a read.
0: Yeah, so 158 innings for him, which seems pretty much on par for the rest of his career there. 29 games started, a 3-8-1 you which know, feels a little high. One two nine whip there, 146 strikeouts. That's good for an 8.3 K per nine, a 1.06 home run per nine, which is way higher than his mark last year, and then a 1.9 F four. So Steamer has a lot of regression actually here for Jose Quintana on many aspects.
1: The, see, I like what the what they projected. It wasn't a full regression all the way back to when he was like at his worst, but sure. it wasn't all the way back to where it was his best. I think they found a, a right in the middle. Maybe see some regression to the mean of his home runs per 9 which is, you know, that was elite, that could be a fluky kind of thing uh statistically because you don't throw elite spin fastball that kind of thing,
0: but I do find 1.06 high, but I mean if you go by his career numbers he is half of his seasons basically is under one and he's going to be playing at city field. You know, we've mentioned this a couple times, notoriously tough ballpark to hit a lot of home runs. And I think that that's kind of a match made in heaven, but steamer might not think so. I think we might see regressions in other facets of his game, but at the end of the day, a three at one ERA and 29 starts is probably exactly what the doctor ordered for the Mets.
1: I think if they get this, uh, they would be very, very happy. A three ERA is spectacular for your number three, number four guy. Um, And he throws 158 innings. I, You know, I agree with you. I feel it's a little bit low. Spoiler alert on the over-under maybe. But uh, I I think if they got this, once again, they would be very happy. If they get performances basically across the board from what they're they're projected to do from all of their players, it's going to be a very successful team. you know, New York Mets season for twenty twenty three.
0: So let's let's kick it to the over under a little bit here. Do you like the mark that Max set it up? Do you like the? I mark? think I'm into it. It, okay. ma- it makes it a tough decision for me. I'm not fully decided yet. Uh, Max picked ERA for us. Obviously, a good one for starting pitchers. He set the mark at three point five zero. Quintana was two point nine three last year, six point four three the year before, and three seven five for his entire career average. Are you leaning a certain way right off the bat, or is it kind of a, a thinking process for you?
1: Um, I, I'm definitely leaning one way, but uh, I'm not 100%. But I think I'll go first. Since okay. I'm going to take the over. Okay, I think it might go more towards the 3-8 that he's projected, and I think that's a very, very good season for him. It's not a failure. It's not a, a a slight to him at all. I just do think it might end up over that 3, three five. And if it's under, wow, that's a great, great year.
0: I'm going to say under, and I'm going to rationalize it with two things. So, one, if you know anything about the St. Louis Cardinals, you know that they play fantastic defense. And I do think Quintana was great for them down the stretch, but I also think he might have benefited from an improved defense between Pittsburgh and St. Louis. He had a 3.2 FIP with Pittsburgh and then a 3.5 ERA, so that's a 0.3 difference there. The exact difference between his steamer projection and the over-under mark that we set. Maybe Max did that on purpose. Who knows? I think the Mets play great defense behind him. I think he's playing in a bit more of a cavernous ballpark. I don't believe in the home run per nine rate that uh, steamer set there. So I do think the capability to go under on 3.5 is definitely possible, uh, would I be surprised if it didn't happen? No, not necessarily. But I think the Mets see something in that match. And I, I, I believe a little bit. I'm going to drink the Jose Quintana Kool-Aid. I'll take the under.
1: I love it. You know, he's a guy that, that doesn't strike out a lot of people, and so you're going to rely on that defense. Uh, I, I, I'm for it.
0: Let's do it. Absolutely. And I think that's all we got on the Colombian ace. Good luck to him in the WBC. Hopefully it's going well when this comes out because he'll probably be playing right now.
1: Yeah, I hope he's doing great. He's great as well. Tune in tomorrow for another PPP. Until then, let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets.
0: Jerry Blovens also threw lefty during his career. I did, I just in case you guys didn't know. So they I'm have surprised that in common. you know that. That's I, nice. Eh, kind of a baseball nerd. It's whatever.